the truth in this art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today I'm excited to be in conversation with my next guest. He is a French illustrator and animator known for his bold, minimalistic, and irreverent work, and has been featured in many editorial productions, including the New York Times, the New Yorker, and Wired. Please welcome Simone Landra. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, hello. How are you? I'm stellar. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I try to throw out a different word. That's just I have like this. Um, it's funny. I have this big uh, book of synonyms, and I just okay. throw out a different one each time. <laughs> uh, so, okay, okay. Because I never heard this from before, so that's why I was like, I'm still on. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Keep on our toes, you know. Yep. <laughs> so, Sounds good. So before we get into the main topic of uh, today's conversation, um, I want to give you the space to to introduce yourself. You know, where, yeah. where you're from, um, and, and and what was your like first experience with art? Whether it be making art, whether it be appreciating art, or you know, just recognizing art for like the first time. Should I start to introduce myself? I guess. Please, yeah. Please. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, my name is uh, Simon Landrin. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm French. I'm an illustrator, um, and uh, yeah, uh, I live in the UK for ten years though. So it's it's kind of important for my uh, sort of pedigree. And um, yeah, my first experience with art, I guess. Uh, very at very young age, I was like uh, drawing a lot already. Um, that's what my parents told me. I can't even remember. I was like the the kids somewhere in the school class, like drawing. You know, like you know, you know that kind of kids. Yeah, I, I'm saying that I I don't remember really. Like they yeah. told me that when I was preschool. You know, so um, yeah. So I guess uh, me experiencing art that was the first thing, and otherwise it was probably movies at a very early age uh, i'm born in the in the in the 80s and uh, back then uh, you know uh, you will have those uh, vhs and uh, yeah my parents uh, start to have that and uh, didn't filter really what i was watching so you know i would uh, watch a lot of uh, strange movie and i was it was I felt I was very questioning, questioning my mind, even though I was very young. I was like, hold on a minute, what is it? <laughs> so I guess this is my first real experience, like, um, you know, thinking about what am I looking at? What What is it? What What do, way do I feel it this way when I'm looking at things? So, yeah. Thank you. Um <laughs> Yeah, when I, when I was when I was growing up, I wanted to be um, a comic book artist. When I was younger, uh, when I was a child, I was always always drawing in class and um, big lover of uh, cartoons or anything like animated. And uh, as you remember, at a, at a point, you know, it's just like go to the whole school thing, and um, and I was just very passionate about it. I would I was a pretty decent student, but I would uh, hurry up and finish tests so I could draw, <laughs> so I could sketch, and. Um, I remember this this one time where we have this uh, school of the arts. I'm in um, in Baltimore, and end up going there, uh, Baltimore, Maryland, the U.S. and ended up going there and you know doing this sort of entrance like test. See, are you good enough to be in a school and all of that? And I don't know if I was, and I d ended up going in a different direction and kind of pursued um, other uh, creative things, whether it be creative writing, uh, poetry, um, short stories, and now this, now doing podcasts for the last 14 years. <laughs> okay. That's cool. Uh, it's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. That's super sweet. Yeah. 
But you never know what you're going to... Some, somehow people think like you you choose a path and then you follow it, whatever. But I believe that actually it's a bit more complicated. Usually most of people like, you know, things goes in different ways and, and come back and, you know, it's 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 a bit more lively than than sometimes that we think, which is great, I guess. It makes it better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, so good. <laughs> so... Talk about, like, if you will, could you share with us, like, sort of your 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 path and getting to the work that you're doing now? Like, what piqued your interest or inspired you to pursue, like, animation and illustration? Um, <clears throat> and uh, the thing is, I uh, I was always drawing. I had a lot of comics book uh, at home as well in the very early age. Um, and then I went to this. Um, cinema university that we have in France, like, like sort of a public uh, university, but they didn't really form you to have a profession of a job. So I figured out how oh, I need to uh, find another school to be a professional. So I find this school that um, is in school about animation and specialized in 3D animation. So I did that. So I learned 3D animation. And right after that, I ended up in London working for studios. Um, I don't know if that rings a bell, but like, I don't know, the meal, those kind of studios, Nexus, Passion Pictures. And, um, but on, in the studios, the guys were like, you're not that good for <laughs> 3D. Probably you're a bit better with uh, pre-production and drawings, you know, and, and making illustration. And that's how I started to, um, to draw and to make illustration on a daily basis, really. Mm. So I shifted from very technical uh, jobs as a 3D artist to, uh, yeah, uh, illustration. So that's how I started to do that uh, as, a, as a full day job, really. Yep. <laughs> that's great to hear. It's great to hear. Um, yep. And it, and it goes back to the thing you were touching on, like you may have you know, sort of this early interest or this early thing that you're doing, but you may not actually do that later. You may do something different. And I think that there's something to be said from some of those early experiences, whether it be early interests, early jobs and the career path that kind of informs maybe what you're doing now and where you're going at in, in your career. Yeah, it definitely had a, a, a big influence. I didn't see it back then, but now I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> you know, all those things add up uh, over time. And, you know, even though you don't use it, it's somewhere in, in, in your brain and, you know, it follows you and uh, it helps for, yeah, to, yeah, to, to make your, I don't know, your own uh, path. I would say, I don't like that word actually, uh, <laughs> you know, to, to make your own stuff, you know, I mean, like to have your own uh, style, I would say. I don't, I'm yeah, sorry, I don't find the right word, but uh, yeah, I think, yeah, we are uh, an addition of different experiences, definitely, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I look at like, because I've been doing, like I said, this stuff for a while, but also I've had like this day job that's in IT, data, what have you. And there's a few things that I've learned from other places where they weren't great experiences. It's like, this sucked. This job was terrible. But I learned fr something from it, whether it be, I may have had a really hard boss or a really bad working situation, but I know mm. that I'm not going to go back to that. 
You know what I mean? Mm. Learning like what I like versus what I don't like. And, you know, I'm getting something from it. Mm, Yeah. It's a bit like friends, you know, at some points, you know, that you're not gonna, you know what you want somehow, or, you know, you know what you don't want, or, you know, like the situation when you, you, you know, when you've been there and you're like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to (laughs) push. I'm just, you know, I'm going my way. so that'd be fine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a bunch of friends. I'm getting older as well, but still, like, uh, it's not. I'm not saying that I don't need new friends. But now, when I will meet new people, sometimes like, oh, I like you, but I'm not gonna, you know, push <laughs> too much. I know it's like the same thing with professional um, experiences. Like sometimes you know that uh, you're going in a path that it's not gonna be. Uh, nice for you so you try to avoid it there's that word you like again path <laughs> yeah yes sorry it's less like my vocabulary uh is a bit yeah obviously uh, i'm french um and i have never been that great in language at school anyway so it's a bit my uh it's my uh achille uh would you say that yeah heel no what is it uh achilles heel achilles heel yeah it's a bit yeah but yeah yeah I'm I'm terrible and and this is like, you know, the main language, the only language that I speak and I'm not good at it. So <laughs> there we go. So I'm very envious of folks who speak multiple languages. Um and it's just like I th- I think it adds to how 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 people think, you know, if you're able to speak in multiple languages. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, because you think differently when, when once you spend enough time in another country, the, you, you start to think like in the actual country you're in, and that really helps for the the language. Uh, otherwise, it's a bit tricky. Yeah, learning language at school, sitting in front of a teacher, it's <laughs> um, it's a bit of a was a, a bit of a nightmare for me to be honest. But <laughs> no, so- I never get it so. So I, I read that in, in addition to like, you know, some of the visual components, like, you know, movies and, and, and having, having comics and so on, that some of your inspiration comes from like, just being in the world daily, just kind of observing what's around you. Is that true? Yeah. I think like, um, the most funniest things that I experience usually is just talking with friends or some people sometimes I know, or, or, very honestly, like sometimes you hear some conversation in the street or you're in a bar or in a restaurant and I don't know, just a situation just come up and it's funny. And even if you repeat it to someone, he won't believe you what you, when you know what you heard or what you, you saw. And it's just that. And I think, I think it's, it's the simplicity of it as well. And I don't know, human being, we're so good to, to be able to end up in a very absurd situation. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, absurd is, a, is, is always kind of funny. So it, it gives a lot of ideas around that and, and visual ideas as well. So, so yeah, um, yeah, a lot of things, a lot of things, a lot of inspiration came from just conversation with people mostly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. As a, as I finally, you know, we have this because we're 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 in the same age. I'm from the '80s as well, like '85, and you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I start listening to people who are younger, and it's this sort of push to constantly be putting stuff out there. 
and yeah. you don't have that time to really sit back and observe and come to come up with these ideas like you got to live to get like influence or get like subject matter to say you know what that was a really funny story that we had or even yeah. someone who's a musician of the songwriting process i need to live life a, f- a few years before i can write these good songs yeah i mean uh, obviously when you you're any younger you get some those very those very strong ideas and you pursue them like uh in an hardcore way mm-hmm. and if it turns out to be good it's going to be good hardcore you know and uh, but then when you grow up it's like you're yeah it's like 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 you said before you tend to to see what 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 works and what is what um, what's working better for you so you because of your experience you 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 tend you tend to 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 choose a bit more wisely i would say and it's not even right to to say that but um anyway it, it gives you a lot of uh, influences and and little tips to you know to move on and to to narrow down the the uh I don't know the best choice for you, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. you know, but I mean, it, it, I mean, it's yeah. What I'm saying is like <laughs> a bit <laughs> obvious, but uh, yeah, I, I think I think there is something. Anyway, I think uh, when you're 20 or so, and, and when you still have like this strong, even if it's very basic, uh, even if it's like let's say even stupid, but because you have so much energy and you're so confident in, on what you do, even though it's shit, <laughs> you will do, you will do it nicely. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the whole, the whole energy thing. So yeah, it's all good. <laughs> you get much more, um, you get more refined and you get more, like you understand what you're doing. You know what you're doing as you get older, what have you. But sometimes that sort of confidence of I could fail here, or this could be dumb or this could not work. And yeah. when you're younger, you're just like, I'm just putting it out there. I'm just always just seeing what sticks. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. And when you find something new, you're like, oh, this is the best thing ever. And you don't, you don't, it's harder to figure out that it's, uh, yeah, an, uh, a mix of a lot of things that already exist. But, you know, you, you know, when you're young and you like something, you're like, you, you still find that it's like finding this, uh, new diamond that nobody saw before whatever and it's kind of funny it's like it's uh, already been discovered <laughs> yeah 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 it's a bit it's a bit like but it's that's that's the thing that's the the beauty of it um but i'm not saying that when you're older you're wiser somehow or you know everything but you know you refine all those things so right. along the way <laughs> so so in 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 the sense of that sort of refining and I start thinking of of process I start thinking of how we go about things like um you know people talk about the number of hours you put in to get something done it's like let's say it might take me uh 2 hours to prepare for this mm. and then an hour and then a post production if i'm doing this sort of stuff regularly i should get faster at it i should like have a better system a more refined process or it sh- i shouldn't be in the same spot you know a year from now or the next year and so on i should be getting better at what i'm doing so w- w- that brings me to ask you like what is your describe your creative process for us like where do you start <laughs> Uh, nowadays, uh, obviously there is a bit two parts of my, my work is, uh, professional work. So people basically send me an email and say, 
hello, Simon, I want you to draw something about this subject. Can you do it? And then I do it. And then there is this other part where I do like personal project. Well, I guess you heard that a thousand times by now. <laughs> um, but um, a professional project, I will. Okay, this, it's going to sound very basic. I read the text. I do a rough, I send the rough, and then <laughs> if they're happy, I finish it. Um, and uh, personal project, uh, it's more where I can explore uh, things I like, because uh, I, I even, even if you can recognize my work, I guess, uh, I like to do comics, I like to do like um, landscape, uh, I like to do, uh, I like to change sometimes, like uh, try different stuff, you know, make some animation and all that. So I would say that just personal work helped me to develop, um, to explore uh, other things that uh, that I probably can't make when it's professional, mm -hmm. if that makes sense, because all my clients, when they come to me, usually they, they have references from my previous jobs and so so. Um, so yeah, uh, it's not really the process. The, yeah, the process is very basic for me. I'm in front of my of a piece of paper and my computer, and I just sketch some stuff, I guess, that I like, or also or and mix them in what I already do. Um, but there is no, you know. Uh, <laughs> there is no magic stuff there. I don't know. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's about taking the time, I guess. Yeah. Um, yep. no, I, I think it's something interesting there where you have, you know, kind of to stretch the boundaries, if you will, you have your sort of personal projects that I can try this, I can work with this, and I can maybe explore this area, this technique or this style. Whereas mm -hmm. when it comes from sort of a professional, like a commission, if you will, or project that comes in that way, it's it's parameters. It's like a deadline. It's like you said, it's an email. Simone, can you do yeah. this? Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not that easy, but yeah, it's still it's like. Uh, now I think. Well, I think the interesting thing is like obviously when you work on your personal stuff and you explore new, I don't know, new technique, new composition, new colors, uh, things that you like, and you put it out there and you show it then then new client might be interesting in those new new i don't know new style or the variation of the style that you are that that you already have so then you may get some new clients mm -hmm. if that makes sense it does uh, yeah so yeah that's good that's why it's important that most, i guess mostly most of the illustrator say the same thing like oh nya, 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 nya professional um, professional clients uh, it's annoying i want to to develop my personal stuff because it, it completely makes sense to to evolve <clears throat> simply yeah i when i do this like i have sort of these interviews and i try to stretch the boundaries and i try not to do like the same interview and i, I try not to do like the same questions um and i'll do like sort of a theme so I will have, let's say, I want to do a, a month of all jazz musicians. I'm going to make that happen. So that okay. you know, it's going to key in and hit people who are looking for jazz musicians. And then they're going to dive in and see like, oh, he's interviewed these people as well. 
And even outside of this podcast, I do a movie review podcast, which is a whole different set of skills that go into it. It's very research heavy and, you know, it's very ad-libbed. It's uh, improvised of, you know, can I make a joke out of this? How can I make this funny? And Mm -hmm. so if I go to someone and I'm like pitching like, hey, you know, as an RFP out there, propose an opportunity to do a project, I've done this. I've done these long form interviews. And I've also done like some research and this is the one that this podcast is the one that gets like the funding, the attention, but the project that's my personal like baby. In addition to this, like I love doing this, but in addition to this is the movie one. And it's like, Hey, by the way, if you want to check this out, this is a different thing, but also I put the same sort of effort and energy into it. Yeah. I mean, definitely. And I'm sure there is some, you know, the, the cross at some point and, yeah. Helps for one project to another, yeah. That's for sure. Oh, that's cool. You do a movie podcast, then that's yeah. that's super cool. I'll, so I'll send it can... to you after this. I'll send it to you. Yeah, after. for sure, for sure. Because I love a movie podcast, actually. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I spend a lot of uh, time uh, like with my headphone uh, and uh, listening to to uh, movies podcast when I'm walking. Okay, it's like yeah, yeah it's cool. I think I, I think you might I think you might dig it uh because I I have um several that are on the list and um like I like to do those movies that are in review years like anniversary years rather so it's like oh this movie came out thirty years ago let's get into it let's talk about it uh, yeah let's see oh yeah 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 it's always fun like especially like movies when I don't know like the critics have like uh, switched upside down like I don't know it was like shit like thirty years ago and everybody's like this is like a classic. No, it was not. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> it, was, it, was yeah, it was not. It was bad. Yeah, it had very bad reviews. <laughs> um, yeah, I like this kind of movie. Super cool. So could you share with me, like, your, your thoughts on, like, color and, like, you know, sort of the techniques that you're, you're using? Because I'm very interested. Like, your work is, you know, the stuff that I've seen. And I've spent a fair amount of time on your website. Um, it's, it's like, it's just, it, it pops. It definitely is is unique is interesting like i dig it definitely matches my sensibilities maybe because i'm an 80s kid as well of like yeah look at that color right there look at those lines so so tell me about like your your thoughts on the you know like how you go about it why is your style your style if you will uh yeah well, I'm, I'm talking about yeah it's uh the color palette and and, and the thickness of the lines comes from yeah obviously like all those uh pop and pop artist, and not pop artist, but uh, um, yeah, it's the influence of yeah comics, as we say, and all that. But uh, no, not the the color. It's more like uh, I wanted to have like those kind of very uh, bright and 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 primary color, but with a little shift at first. Yeah. And now it evolves. Like now, actually, nowadays I'm using more like um, a larger range of colors. Um, it depends what I do. Sometimes it's very uh, internet color, like, like super, <laughs> like uh, yeah, uh, very saturated color as well. It very depends on the project, but usually I start with a very uh, basic, um, almost primary color. You know, like like not the perfect uh, yellow, uh, uh, red, and and blue, but um, yeah. I usually start with like four, three or four colors, and then I add up the rest around. But you know, now I cheat. I have my you know color palette ready in Photoshop, the one that I do, I use, and now I I know the one that I know people expect. So 
you know, it's, it's, I'm lazy, I guess. Nowadays, I get, I became, became, no, it's not that I became lazy. I just, I just, I just have like the, the palette that we like. So it's, it's, it's fine. But still, I like to, I like to tweak things around a little bit. You yeah. know, it's bright and it looks a bit, I mean, very honestly, for me, the feeling of it was like, I wanted to look it very sort of uh, bright and impactful, like Belgium comics book, like from the 80s and 90s. You know, it's like, it was not the reference I had in mind, but I have to say that it's the influence that I figured out afterwards. It was like, yeah, <laughs> this is the same colors. So that's, this, that's why I know where it comes from. So, yeah. And it and it goes to one of the things we were we were touching on earlier about like yeah you know what you're doing you're like eh, you know th these are the colors that I'm going to be using this is my palette that I'm going to have preloaded <laughs> uh, yeah because it's um, it's very basic uh, you know like the the thickness of the line will change depending on what what um what obviously people ask for me and if there are a lot of details obviously if you have a very thick line you can't add that much detail mm -hmm. but um, no, besides that, the, the tricky bit is about composition and ideas and, you know, what, what, what is, what is it about? What's the subject and all that? Yeah. Sometimes it can be very abstract, but sometimes you need to, uh, create a scene. And I love to do that actually is just composition with character that the body language, eyes and all those things. It's not very subtle though, but, uh, like in a very quick uh, look you will see what's going on in between characters even though you there is no text or anything yeah that that i like as well uh, that's something I, I i i like to do even though i'm not the best character designer or i don't i just love to spend some time on uh, composition especially with characters i think it's funny like even though you change like you know the eyesight just the body or, it, or the shape it forms and all that uh, gives a, the body language um, gives a lot in, of information. So yeah. it's it's funny to play with that, definitely. Like that. So cool. I have I have two more real questions for you, and then I have the rapid fire questions. Okay. Uh, so here here's one of the real questions. Um, your your work has been featured in many editorial you know productions, including GQ, MTV, Fool's Gold Record, and many many others. Um, can you share like one of the more meaningful projects? Like you know whether you learned a lot from it, whether it was particularly challenging, or you just felt like you were really able to kind of stretch you know your your creative wings, if you will. Um, what like what comes to mind when you think of projects that you've done that had a big impact on your career thus far? Mm, no, there is one project I really like because it ticks a lot of boxes. Um, it was uh, a chained animation. Mm -hmm. uh, so you know, you know, you know what is it? Well, should I say what is it for? Yeah. It's like basically uh, one animator will start to do something. I would receive the la his, his last frame of animation. Yeah, I will do my own animation, and the next animator will take the the last frame of animation, and and so on. Yeah, if you know him. So if there is a, yeah, I don't know, you can, you can create an animation like that with 20 different people. So I was commissioned to do that. It was, I think it was like a 10 second or animation for the trailer for, uh, uh, Rick and Morty season three. Nice. Which, it was a show that I really liked at the time. So I was like, ah, okay. 
And uh, and the funny thing is like, oh, um, so what should I do? So, so they say like, just take the last frame, do your stuff, and then you know, and then we'll take your your last frame. I was like, okay. So an agency was taking care of like putting everything together. And I said, yeah, can I do whatever I want? Like, yeah, sure. It's like, okay. So I send the rough and basically I think it's uh, Morty coming up. No, yeah, Morty shooting in Rick's ass with the, with the, with the teleport, uh, you know, with the gun on his, on his father's ass. I know, no, no, his father is, is, uh, I know, hold on a minute. I'm sorry. No, it's, uh, what is it? I get it. It's basically one of the characters coming out of the ass of the other. It's, it's, sorry, it's pretty, it's very vulgar. And I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, I think it fits the tone of the show somehow a little bit. Anyway, and, and uh, I submit that thinking, okay, they're going to send back saying that no. And they said, yes, amazing. It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> this is the perfect job. I was like, okay. So it's like the first time ever. Uh, I really think oh, it's a bit too much. And and they were like, no, perfect. Okay. And there was no reviews, no feedback. They said, no, all good. And it's not a crazy animation, though. It's just the gag, the visual uh, joke uh, that I like. And, you know. And also, I was like, oh, it's an emission, so I have to be a bit uh, careful and be lazy, so don't go crazy in animation, because I, I'm not a very good uh, animator, so I'm, I can't go and I can't do uh, crazy stuff. But I was like, yeah, do something a bit stupid. Not to be stupid, but just, you know, find the right uh, thing. And I, uh, I, I hope I have. So anyway, it was funny. This one was, it was one of the nicest, uh, little, uh, project to work on. Definitely. It's nice. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> so this is, this is the last one I got for you. Um, if, you know, could you tell me about like a dream project that would come to mind? Like, you know, you know, hearing like you, you, you did a little, you know, some, some project for, you know, Rick and Morty, which sounds really cool. And and that was one of the ones that's on your website that popped. And I think I definitely see Morty coming out of someone's ass, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what's a dream project that comes, comes to mind for you that you would really want to work on, whether it's, you know, something for a major publication or, or something for, you know, within a movie or TV show or what have you, what's, what's the project you would want to work on? I don't know. I, uh, I wish I could work more on like, uh, I wish there is few stuff for sure, because I've been working a lot and now I'm a bit, uh, let's say I'm a bit, no, it's not tired, but, uh, um, yeah, like we talked earlier, I need to explore maybe some new stuff, but I would, I, uh, I would like maybe to work on actually like a larger project if I can. Yeah. When I say larger, it's not, I don't want to, I don't know, direct Spider-Man six or whatever, but I mean, like, you know, maybe being involved in a, in a book, comic book or, or movie or some, st some stuff like that. I, because I did that in the past and uh, maybe I, it needs to come back a, a, little, bit, a little bit more in, in my life. This, this type of long-term project, yeah. but then I need to stop working. So that's, you know, uh, I will, I will need to stop to work for a while. So uh, I don't know if it's gonna, Happen, but it, it would be nice. I think for me now because I'm uh, sometimes I, I forgot I work for clients. <laughs> they send me money. I was like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> I, get, 
get my name and bank account. This is weird. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I did work for them a couple of months ago. And I'm like, yes, I did. I forgot. So yeah, that, that maybe it's a sign. I forgot I work for people. So it's probably a sign. Um, so yeah, longer project, um, would be cool. Um, illustrated book, all those kind of things. I really like, um, writing some, uh, some stuff as well. I was told, I was asked a few times actually, um, mostly with uh, French and French friends. But, uh, the thing is, is they see what I do is like, ah, it's funny. Ah, you're funny. And then and they start talking and it's like, no, it's not, <laughs> it's not, <laughs> it's not. Ah, okay. It's like, fine. Fair enough. But, um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, and yeah. Uh, what else? No, yeah, I think, yeah, a longer project would be cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, uh, we're going to move into these rapid fire questions. I got four of them for you. Uh, okay. Don't overthink them. Don't <clears throat> overthink them, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, so here's the first one. This is a softball. Uh, what is your favorite movie from like the last year? For the what? From, from the, from like, uh, 2022. Like favorite movie from 2022? From last year, uh, uh, super hard because now I'm like I, I don't like movies now. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, let, oh shit! Actually, which one? Uh, what did I watch? Uh, oh no, Asbestas. Oh, sorry, um, the one from uh, Sorogoyen. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, it's very good. It's a Spanish and French movie. Uh, but no, 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 actually, yesterday I watched uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, and I, I had some fun watching. It. Uh, it's a bit long, but uh, there is obviously there are some very uh, below the belt jokes, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> I laughed. I laughed at that one a lot. I um, I usually watch a bunch of the. I usually watch all of the best picture nominees. So me and my partner, we had to cram all of those in that final weekend because we've been bad movie watchers because we we are really big into movies. And she was like, look, we got Top Gun everywhere, everything all at once. And we have Avatar. I was like, that's 10 hours of movies. What the hell are we going to do? And we made it happen. We got it all in. Um, mm. And I, I really like Tar a lot from uh, last year. But um uh yeah. Oh yeah, I haven't seen this one yet. Actually, I, I, I need to watch it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, now the the you can't see it, but I've got the movie theater right across, uh, right there. But um, I've got kids, and I, it's a bit of a you know of a um you know you know what I mean. It's like out of schedule, like a, a random theater um, night. Yeah. But uh, so I watch stuff at home, and it's. It's it's not the same. Uh, I fall asleep. Uh, you know all those things. Yep. So uh, yep. But uh, no, Tar Tar uh, looks uh, looks amazing though. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. it, it's funny you you mentioned something that actually is part of my next question. On average, how many hours of sleep do you get? Oh, it's okay. Uh, it's usually like uh, six to seven hours, I guess. So it's not that bad. And also, like, uh, yeah, no, I fall asleep easily, like, uh, you know, for a nap or, or, uh, or when I come back from, if I got a few drinks with my friend, I come back home, I would fall asleep, like, on my couch or even my table. Sometimes I'm like very, uh, 
But uh, yeah. So I'm okay with sleep, usually. Yeah, I'm kind of six to seven. Uh, I've been getting up at uh, 5.30 a.m. for like the last couple of months, and definitely my clock is reset. Yeah. Do you have kids? No. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought you were. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's quite early, actually. Yeah, just the gym. I just got to get the gym in first thing in the morning. That's just what that is. Otherwise, I'm not yeah. going to do it later in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. No, that's very true. So, uh, let's see. Um, what is, what is your, you, you you know, you go to the bar or what have you, right? You go, go out for drinks. What is your go-to drink? A beer, probably. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's the cheapest thing. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, no, actually, uh, talking about drink, no, I came back in France five years ago. I realized that red wine was actually quite good in France. And then I just discovered, uh, uh, French wine again. So it's like, if you go to the supermarket, yeah, this is actually good and fairly cheap. So I like, Oh, amazing. <laughs> so, and I'm not a wine connoisseur at all. Yeah. Uh, just some friend of mine, they, they, they gave, they gave the wine to me. Oh, you should try that. Like, it's good. Everything is good <laughs> to me. So <laughs> I'm the worst French ever. Uh, <laughs> you know. yeah. I, yeah. I really, uh, yeah. I got into um I think last week I it was definitely enjoying some red wine. So I've kind of rediscovered it because my partner, she can't drink red wine. She really likes rose. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it shouldn't stop me. So I'm like trying this. Like, this is really good Merlot. This is this is delicious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it can be good sometimes. Um yeah. No, but to be honest, I don't have that much preference. Uh but uh, yeah, no, maybe I'm not into strong alcohol. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this this is the last one I got for you. Um, sure. So you know, first thing, uh, no, actually, so let's say long days, long hours. You know, really busy, right? What is that meal that you go home? You're like. I need to make it quick. It's going to be good, but <laughs> it's like, what oh. is the two meal for you? Ah, uh, the, the go-to meal when yeah. I come back home. Um, hmm. Uh, that's my kitchen actually. It's probably like that. Um, those kind of uh, ravioli, uh, you know, like, um, oh shit. It's like uh, Italian pasta, you know, like, uh, uh, I think that you you buy it's already made it's unmade oh. like with the stuffed uh, no it's ravioli right ravioli yeah ravioli yeah yeah yeah, yeah ravioli but uh, I'm not buying the one in can I'm buying the one with the nice the the, the fancy uh, packaging <laughs> because yeah, yeah. again I get a child so it's easy to make come back home you have an hour to you know do all the stuff and so it's easy to make and I and I love it as well of course so it's so good. <laughs> like, like, like a nice ravioli. Um, yeah, you know, definitely not, not the one out of the can, not the Chef Boyardee. That doesn't work. The one out of the plastic, <laughs> you know, it's like it's got, you know, mushrooms in it or something yeah. along those lines. It's very tasty. Yeah. The one when there's always a chef on the pictures, on the packaging. Yeah. Some, you're like, yeah, I like that. <laughs> For some reason, doesn't make sense, right? But uh, yeah. <laughs> Probably, it never it was never made like that. It's probably industrial food and it's probably very bad, but you're like, yeah. <laughs> the guy with the the guy, I want to take the one with the guy with the the white hat. Yeah, yeah. 
but yeah, probably it's probably made in a yeah, I don't know, in a factory somewhere. <laughs> like this is batch produced. <laughs> it's probably yeah, for sure, man. It's, that's for sure. So but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, and and cool. I want to say. One, I want to thank you again for coming on. This is this has been a treat. It's been great to learn a bit more about your work, your process, and a little bit about you as well. And thank you. I also want to provide the um, the space and opportunity for you to share with anybody who's listening where to check out your work, your website, your social media, all of that good stuff. The floor is yours. Uh, yeah, you can uh, you can find me uh, by typing my full name, <laughs> Simon Landrin, and it's I never had any. Uh, that's how you find me on the website and Instagram and all the social media. Um, yeah, it's pretty easy. Uh, that's yeah, that's my birth name actually. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's easy to, to find me. Oh. So yeah, if you type that on any, uh, uh internet, uh, explorer or, uh, or uh, whatever is your browser, you, you, you will find internet browser. I mean, you will find me. And there you have it, folks. I want to again thank Simone Landra for coming on to the podcast. And I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art and culture in and around your neck of the woods. You've just got to look for it. Mm-hmm.